Game Boys. Hey there, and welcome to another episode of the Game Boys Podcast. My name is Lux, and I am your host, and joining me, as always, is it is the biggest, littlest liar. It's Griffin Davis. Yes, uh, and Lux, I don't trust you. You know why? <laughs> because you're height challenged. You're That's, a short person. I'm a short king, actually, is you're the short, phrase we short. like to use. Is what we have, you been, have you been watching this season? Uh, a little bit on and off. I haven't, I haven't been like fully watching. Well, so then you've seen the first episode where uh, Meryl Streep uh, calls Reese Witherspoon short. short. Yeah. <laughs> It's incredible. Devastating. Uh, it does feel like a show that's like, oh, we're going to be a comedy this season. It's just it's like a we- it's just a weird show tonally all the time. <laughs> it's really good. I like the show a yeah. lot, but like it's on some weird tonal shit. Yep. The lies are big. They're little. And I don't even want to see what the medium sized ones that's are. That's season three and it's going to be fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> These medium lies are going to fuck everything up. <laughs> you think you've seen all the types of lies. You've seen, you've seen lies of every size, but you forgot the middle. Plus size lies. Um, so, luck. Griff, it's going to be a plus sized episode full of big things and little things. So let's get into our guest and introduce him this week. We've got an incredible comedian like we do every week. He is an animator. Makes some pretty good cartoons, Lux. Uh, He is a funny guy. He's a smart casting director because he recently cast me in his show. And he's on the sketch (laughs) Uh, team gutter at the Pack Theater in Los Angeles, California. Welcome to Game Boys, Andy Kay. Hey, thank you. Pleasure to be here. Yes. Welcome to the show. Thanks for casting Griffin. He really needed the emotional boost. (laughs) How on earth did you get on this show, I wonder? (laughs) (laughs) Just have that flagged right at the top. <laughs> uh, you know the Game Boys. You know they 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 can't be they can't be you know traditionally bought, but they can be cast. Yeah. Also, I mean, people yeah, are just bribery clamor- with. <laughs> yeah, people are just clamoring for this this the third seat on the show every week. So you really got to give us something good to get on this one. It's always a real fight for our guest spots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna start throwing uh, putting on a bunch of shows and casting Griffin just to get on this show more often. That'll yeah. work. That's that's my strategy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I mean that'll work until your career burns yeah, that'll down. That'll work until ruins all your shows. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've already peaked, so it's fine. Oh, that's good. Isn't that a great feeling? Yeah, it's good to get peaking out of the way early in life. Uh, oh, <laughs> yeah, you can just be like smooth can move downhill <laughs> from here. Yeah, because the rest of it's like, oh, when am I going to peak? Uh, <laughs> if you don't peak right away, you know, there's all the all the lead up, right? Like, ideally, you peak at like seven or eight, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, it's like riding your bike uphill is so exhausting but then going down is so chill um, and it's just like that's how you should kind of live your Dude, life and i've been coasting for just years now yeah, yeah. and no one wants to yeah. be on the peak for too long because it's like it's windy up there it's a good view but there's a lot of wind yeah and i uh, never man. remember to bring my cool purple uh synthetic windbreaker yeah or um, my kite well, uh, <laughs> that's a better, you know, significantly better joke. Um, <laughs> yeah, we clearly don't know a lot about outdoor metaphors because we do a lot of stuff inside, which leads me to the question we ask every week. Andy, what have you been playing this week? What have I been playing this week? The only thing I've been playing lately is Smash Ultimate. OK, uh, a very I've good heard game. Of it. What? Heard of it. Griffin hates Smash. Oh, I think it's great. No, no, I bought it and I, I, I've atoned with it. It's one of the only things I'm good at. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that fits into an interesting theory of mine. No, it's not. 
Look, no, no one's no, no it's one's weird saying how that, no oh, one it's says like a puzzle that, piece. No one says that your base theory that Smash is an accessible game for lots of people to get good at is wrong. The thing you're wrong about is that you think that that's bad. No, what I'm saying, <laughs> no, but you disagree with my fundamental theme that I think we do agree on, but you just disagree on perspective is that Smash is a game where it's like people who aren't good at video games are good at this game and what does that say that it's a good accessible game that lots of people can play and have fun like that's the whole yes yeah it's that's the argument we're having and you're wrong that that's bad (laughs) i don't know uh yeah well i think there's like multiple levels to smash too well well smash is like a game where like it's made to be like a party game that's accessible to everybody but you can like cross a threshold where you can be so much better than other people that play sure that it's like so it, it's that's what i like about it it's like you can have fun and you can like be better than other people have to we, me wait, it's we, the difference between like shooting hoops on the basketball court and like being just like naturally good at beer pong like like to me they're like such separate skills and which one is actually valuable in society the basketball. Well, <laughs> well both actually Wait, probably have some value. Like, video game I, skills are I, valuable yeah, in society I'm because my zero. Being a lead gamer is pushing society <laughs> forwards. Uh, Your Overwatch <laughs> skills are really like going to save well, this country. Yeah, I'm saying that Griffin's 360 no scopes are really pushing us closer and closer to <laughs> Medicare for all. This, this podcast is a huge step for a huge step forward uh, for getting healthcare for every Wait, gamer. Speaking of Smash, have we talked about the Acid Smash story on this show before? Uh, the one where you took Acid and played Smash? No, the one where someone else took Acid and played Smash was a huge problem. <laughs> what, okay, so this okay. is a good story about uh, just say is, it. Okay, I'll, I'll story. This is a good story about the scale of how good one can be at smash so we were having a party at my house in college and this guy took acid and got butt ass naked and started playing smash and i was like hey bud could you maybe put on some clothes and he was like not until i finish playing smash and i was like okay how long is that gonna be and he was Uh like till i lose and i was like okay i'll play you and so i played him and he whipped my ass and then i went back (laughs) and then i went to the back of the party and i was like hey who here's good at smash like five people were like me and i was like cool can you play this dude upstairs he's butt-ass naked and won't put on clothes until someone beats him and so then they go upstairs and they play him in smash and they all get their shit rocked and so then this naked guy just won't stop playing smash and we had to get in the car and drive to campus and get my friend Eric, who was like top 200 in the world at Smash or something, and drive him you, back. You to- open Eric's door. He's butt ass naked. And actually, like, honestly, to fight monsters, we created monsters. That's actually not far off. His door was locked and he wouldn't wake up when we were knocking. So he knocked on his window and he and his girlfriend were both just naked in their bed. And then. <laughs> Yeah, and she, two naked people to beat yeah, one naked and she person. Was like, and she was like, who the fuck are these people? And Eric was like, why are you guys here? And we were like, look, this dude is butt naked and he won't put on clothes until someone beats him at Smash. And you're really good at Smash. Please come over and do it. And so he got in the car and we drove back to the house and he just like aced this guy and then just got back in the car and drove back to campus. You, you know you're like resident of the gamers when you get that 3 a.m. phone call. Yeah, no, well, it wasn't a phone call. We drove. Like he wasn't answering his phone. We drove back to bar campus and we were like, yo, That's we need amazing. you. It oh, was the wildest times. That's good. Uh, and that's but why, the moral of the story. The moral why of the story. didn't you just let him be naked? He was just in a room by himself? Well, you, no, he was you, naked how do you, in the living room. How would you, oh, would you attempt room. to clothe okay. him? 
<laughs> Did you try to just no, throw a no, blanket I'm on him? Like, would that be your strategy? Oh, well, I thought he was just like, in a separate room. And it's like, I'll just let it, him stay oh, in that no, room. And everybody. The, <laughs> the big TV had like an alcove in the living room. So a bunch of people oh, this party okay. were like, hanging out and drinking on one side of the living room. And this one naked guy was just playing Smash against the computer on the other side of the living room. And everyone was like, this is so uncomfortable. I yeah, the mor- well, the moral of the story takeaway is that gaming is power. Gaming uh, is power. But also that there's gradients like that. I'm pretty good at Smash, but not as good as that guy who was also like a clear layer worse than Eric was. Like there's like yeah, it's true yeah. that Smash is like there's a tiers. game that has like really serious tiers of like ability. And I actually do agree with that and I do respect that level that there are these these sort of these demigods that walk among us. Uh but moving on, Lux, what have you been playing this week? Oh, buddy. Um, So I need to pick up a new game that I could sort of pick up and put down because I'm having a little bit of a busy time. And so I grabbed that game, We the Revolution, for the Switch. Um, Have you heard of this game? (laughs) Why isn't it on the Wii? Um, (laughs) Yeah, right. Great great question. Um, (laughs) Just like retroactively, like I know they don't make those games for the Wii anymore, but like like, this one has to be. Special re-release for the Wii. (laughs) Probably because if you had to do the guillotine with the nunchuck, it would feel real weird and uncomfortable. They could call it the the re-release. Wolf, dude. <laughs> um, no, so this game, I don't know. If you, so I guess I've heard this game is you play as a tribunal judge in post-revolutionary France, and you have to decide who gets guillotined and who lives. Taylor's all yeah, this time. sounds awesome. And all of your choices are like influenced by like the three big factions, like the post-revolutionary, like Robespierre, Jacobins, and then like your common folk, and then like the aristocrats who are left over. And if you get too low a rating with any of them, like bad shit happens to you. Like I keep getting assassinated because I keep beheading aristocrats and then they hire assassins to kill me, uh, I hate which that. is a rough ending. And it's a, it's like a brutal game. You have to make some like insanely devastating choices. And it's got to start with executing the aristocrats. That was that was my first. That was my first. That was my first move for sure. If you kill animals right off the bat, everyone hates you. That's yeah, actually true. It might be bad move. I have, that's I have, a not good move. I have acquired the name in the game for my character. Uh, the nickname that the people give me is uh, the butcher of Paris. Pretty basic. Those guys are uninventive. They're uninventive, like, but I have earned it. <laughs> I have been fucking stacking heads in my guillotine basket. That's good. Um, well, that's good stuff. It's really good, man. You should check it out. It's a fun choice based game. Um, mm-hmm. It's also just like cool. really well, stressful and sad. What? Nice. It's just on the online store. Yeah, it's just on the Switch online store. It's really fun. It's also just really stressful and sad. So you have to deal with the fact that like there are just parts where you're like, man, what I'd really like to do is behead this doctor who's killed 14 of his patients. But if I do that. I'll surely be assassinated. So I guess he's, I'm going to just let him go. Oh it's man. Like, oh no. The wheel keeps on turning. Uh, sure. Sure. It <laughs> certainly does. Uh, Griff, what have you been playing though? I'm sure so, it's less of a bummer. I have been so into my replay of fallout new Vegas. It is such a good game and it just reminds me just how much better it is than fallout four. Like that was obvious. Like that's the obvious, not a hot take. It's what most people think, but it's just so damn good. Have you played this game, Andy? Uh, I played the one fought for, but I haven't played, you played Vegas. Fallout four. Yeah. Um, it's just so much fun to make choices. And it's just like my playthrough is radically different than the first time I did it because I'm putting all of my points into speech. Um, so I can basically talk like out of lots of situations, but I'm really bad at fighting. Oh yeah. I like, uh, to, pl- I like to play fallout games that way too. It's so it's fun. fun. Really funny because in the beginning it was brutal, but now I found a companion uh, who is so good at killing that I just like, 
I just like fire one shot off and then just run in circles while he, while Boone kills everyone for me. <laughs> that uh, is some real cartoon shit. It's just like yeah rules it's very very funny to me and it's like i am so good at talking to people in this game that i like basically like i'm breaking the, like the quest lines just like skipping major sections of the game yep. so i'm like no we're just gonna talk this out right now i'm not gonna go do that quest <laughs> uh so it's just it's great it's fun i'm playing it on ps now um yeah ps now ever since i we discovered that it doesn't suck anymore big mm-hmm. comeback in our respective <laughs> lives a you have to pay for comeback. that, right? That's got it's, like a subscription. It thing. is. It is not cheap. Um, it's, 20, but like, it's, 20, it's 20 a month, but like you can get more than $20 of gameplay shit out of it in a month yeah. pretty easily. It's, if you have time to play. If you have yeah. time to play. So it's like, for instance, for me, it's like, well, I want to play Fallout New Vegas, but I don't have a PlayStation 3. Um, but I don't want to like go through all, all the weird shit of emulating it. So, yeah, I'll play like 20 bucks to play and beat it in a month. You know, yeah, like uh, so you get like access to the whole PS3 library through they they have PS3 library, PS2 library and PS4 library. Uh, Now it's limited games, but there are cool games in each of those areas that I like would definitely be down to, to play. And what we talked about last week and which is still so cool is that the problem with it was that like when you have to stream games, some bigger games would like glitch out and have a weird time. But now you can just download the game files partly to your computer and which cleans up a lot of that or partly the yeah. PlayStation which cleans up a lot of that. Ooh, we love those Internet quick fixes because my Internet has gotten worse than ever. We do live in a p- apocalypse monarchy filled with giant Internet companies. That's true. Uh, that barely <laughs> give me my speeds that I needs. They're uh, so but big. <laughs> let's, uh, yeah. Talk about something that and there's no little to that. Just only big. Uh, okay. And only lies. Yeah, yeah, only big lies with that <laughs> one. Uh, but before we get into the incredible game that I'm vibrating with excitement to talk about, <laughs> let's do a little warm up with everyone's favorite video game news show. Welcome back to Toxic or Toxic, the video game news segment where I uh, say video game news headlines or things that have happened in the week. And we say from the gut, if they are toxic, as in like incel, right. bad, gross, lame, we get it, psycho, or if it's <laughs> toxic, as in the Britney Spears song, which is a slap and a banger and the hit of every generation. Let's go straight from the tar. After two weeks of being banned for streaming inside bathrooms, Doctor Disrespect is back on Twitch. Um. I, I like it. I, I like Dr. Disrespect because I think that it's good that he just keeps getting in on Twitch and then getting in trouble again. Yeah, that's kind of funny. Um, I've been starting to sour on his fan base. Yeah, uh, that's kind of how I feel. Uh, because <laughs> yeah. like this morning, he's he started posting pictures of Kotaku staff and like talking shit on them and like riling his fan base to just like assault them online it's like crazy like he posted pictures of jason schreier from kotaku like making fun of him and pictures of nathan grayson so it's just getting it's like it, that's like not comedy trolling anymore that's like alt-right shit yeah okay now i think it's toxic yeah, I, didn't, yeah. I didn't know that he was being a fucking jerk about it he's somebody who like i like the idea of him conceptually like as a character i think he would be a great villain in like a tv show but in real life i don't like him really right and i and i and i thought he was like, like a good troll but it seems like if you if the you, more i hear about him it sounds it's the, it's the classic dark knight if you if you know you either troll long enough uh you know <laughs> die, you either die a good troll or you troll long enough to um i don't know become like a bad one become ben shapiro uh, <laughs> 
Uh, and also, he made fun the of more Jason you troll, Sh- the smaller you get, and eventually yeah. you become Ben Shapiro. The littler the lies get. <laughs> so eventually, become Ben Shapiro, three foot eleven, alt right fascist. <laughs> That's is that, is that a new character build that you're working on? <laughs> Have you, uh, he's I'm, a tiny I'm, man. I'm, rolling, I'm gonna roll him in Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> three eleven, alt right fascist. <laughs> oh god, um, I rolled a four on strength. Eh, checks. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I wrote an 11 on QAnon. <laughs> Put this on the character. Fifth, fifth edition is so weird. Um, moving on. Uh, spiritual successor to Banjo Kazooie, Ukulele, uh, fairly critically panned upon release, is now among the free games to download on Twitch Prime for July. Ooh. I never played that game. I have no idea. Uh, Toxic, the Britney Spears one. Okay. Do 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 do. Yeah. Yeah. I never played. Uh, is that game fun? I never played that game. I uh, haven't played it, but it looks fun. But also, yeah, I'm I've just heard it's like a ripoff. I'm saying do 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 because it's um, a free game is a free game. But right. I think in terms of the legacy of of this ukulele franchise, it's always been a toxic for me because uh, it just seemed like they're just like just trying to ride on like the fame and like, just, just like, I don't know. It just seemed like the shell, like a hollow shell of what Banjo-Kazooie was. It it seems like it's probably a fun game, but like, you know, the whole time you're playing it, you're probably just going to compare it to Banjo-Kazooie. It doesn't revolutionize. playing Banjo-Kazooie instead. Especially Uh, because like Banjo-Kazooie like kind of took like the 3D platformer and elevated it. And then the sequel took that first game and elevated it. And then Mm -hmm. Ukulele doesn't seem like it elevates anything. It just, Mm -hmm. It's nothing new. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Yeah. Reddit poster claims to have leaked details on Grand Theft Auto 6. What uh, are they? Toxic. Uh, journalists and Rockstar have discredited these these oh. reports. <laughs> this happens about every year before a Grand Theft Auto game gets announced slash released. Uh, someone posts like a long thread with like all the details and they're all wrong. <laughs> so, yeah. You give them that a simple toxic. <laughs> That's yeah. bad toxic because like. I don't know, maybe it's because it's NBA free agent season just started. So I've been dealing with a lot of this in my basketball nerd times. Uh-huh. But like so many people just show up on Reddit and just say some bullshit that doesn't mean anything. And then everyone freaks the fuck out and everyone starts yeah. yelling at each other about stuff. Right. And it's just like so much energy for a non-story. Yeah. I'm going to say other toxic. Because <laughs> oh, okay. it's like it seems like a tradition now. And it's just sure, showing how everybody's culture. everybody's amped up and excited to, about the if, game. If anything, if anything, we all know it's fake and it's part of the hype. Yeah, yeah. It's Incredible just like take. it's just like Smash Brothers. Incredible take. Who are, are the, the takes new we look for? Be. Yeah. Amazing, uh, guys. Let's end it on a high note. Uh, in an attempt to turn their <laughs> game into more of an RPG, Destiny Two is adding healing weapons. Sure, fine. <laughs> uh, I knew I knew Lux wouldn't give a shit about that one. I'm stoked. I think RPGing that game even more from the action shooter it is is a good thing, ladies and gentlemen. And that was toxic or toxic. Thank you for playing, guys. Thank you so much. God, now, a riveting round, honestly. But now it's time as we're warmed up to get into the game that you've brought on this week. But before we talk about it, I think we should hear a little bit of history about this game. I'd love to. The origins of Banjo-Kazooie can be traced back to Project Dream, a canceled video game developed by Rare in the late 90s. Inspired by JRPGs and LucasArts, Dream was developed for 16 months and starred a boy named Edison who would get into trouble with a group of pirates. As development progressed, Edison was replaced by a rabbit, and later, a bear, who would eventually become Banjo. 
However, when Rare realized that Super Mario 64 was going to set the standard for 3D games, making their project look outdated, the company ultimately scrapped all work on Dream to produce a new game featuring Banjo. Banjo-Kazooie sold more than 1.8 million copies, with critics calling it a worthy successor to Super Mario 64. Two years later, Rare would release a sequel in 2000 that promised to be bigger and better than anything seen before. This week, it's a Banjo-Tooie. <laughs> so, okay, Exciting. One thing, one thing I just want to say really quick, it's very funny to me, the sort of semiotic downgrade from Edison, which is supposed to represent like genius, super guy, electricity <laughs> wizard, to yeah. banjo, which is like the <laughs> instrument they play in deliverance. And, like, and, and intentionally dumb character. Yeah, it's like we go from like wizard genius kid to like idiot bear. A dumb bear. <laughs> which is but very, lovable. No, definitely like, lovable. Look, I would much <laughs> rather hang out with a dumb bear than a, a stupid, annoying genius nerd. Oh, uh, yeah, sure. it was just like Jimmy Neutron the whole time. Yeah. Ugh, yeah, nerds gross. suck. I, Jimmy Neutron's yeah, a fucking nerd. <laughs> Jimmy Neutron's a fucking dweeb. Yeah. Like, beat I mean, that kid he, up. Yeah, he like wanted to save save all the adults and capitalism. It was <laughs> like, oh, I don't know what you're doing. Oh, my doing, God. Dude. Have you, um, this is like a real non sequitur, but have you ever like looked up Jimmy Neutron's height on the internet? <laughs> is it 311 alt right fascist? Um, no, but let me, <laughs> let me show you. <laughs> Holy shit, did Jimmy Neutron grow up to be Ben Shapiro? <laughs> Our um, white knight, Jimmy Neutron, uh, long assumed to be a few feet tall, is six foot two and two hundred thirty six pounds. Psychotic. <laughs> that Not means all the adults illegal. in that world are That's, like twelve feet shit. tall. Holy shit! So Jimmy Neutron confirmed Slenderman. <laughs> oh my god! Maybe confirmed so. Confirmed from last week's episode. Well, a bunch of a bunch of a uh, classic like tune guys are. Are huge, it turns out, because there was like it all started with like I found this article. I watched that was the like, Jimmy Neutron cartoon. He was three. He was, he was he definitely was not feet six tall. feet tall. I know, but then there's like this weird wiki, I guess, that stores a lot of this information. Okay, that's a crazy tangent. We we need to talk about the game that I just introduced. Yeah, According yeah. to the same uh, chart, Caillou, the four year old from Canada, is five foot eleven. That's so fucked up to me. Yeah, it's <laughs> mega, it's super fucked up, and that's why I thought uh, it was worth tangenting on. Oh my god. Okay, I can't even think about that. We have to move on. Uh, I'm so excited to talk about this game, but first Same. we always have to ask, uh, why did you pick this game? Because you, you did give me a, a long list of games, uh, including uh, Jack and Daxter, uh, right. which we which we will we'll have to come on and talk about another, another yeah, week. Love. But why this game? Yeah, and when you, you asked between those two, and it was, it was such a hard choice, but I picked this game because Ban Banjo-Kazooie was the first game I ever owned. And then I that's a fun game to talk about. And first game for the N64. First game I ever owned personally, period. Wow. Yeah, because um, I didn't have like a console for like a long time because my parents didn't want us to have any. And then my grandpa uh, bought me one for Christmas. Hell yeah. Snuck oh, behind yeah. My parents, Classic Johnny Knoxville bad grandpa. It's it yeah. awesome. That's that's uh, putting the great and greatest generation. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. And uh and then Banjo Tooie just like I feel like was the perfect sequel to it. It heightened everything and yes. like expanded on the universe and everything in the best ways. So I picked that. Yeah, I, I had a similar experience where um, I started with like on my 
PlayStation 2 was my first console with like Spyro, but like my first experience on the N64 in terms of like an open world game was Banjo-Tooie. And that's kind of where I started. And eventually I like went back and saw Banjo-Kazooie, but it felt more primordial and just like didn't have all the fun moves that you could do in Banjo-Tooie. So ultimately like Banjo-Tooie to me feels like just like the pure, like every element is operating on the highest levels. Just like, just, just kind of like they fully knew what game they're trying to make and just like kind of like knocked it out of the park. Uh, before we get into any of the specifics of the game, we should talk a little bit about the story about this game. So this is a sequel. Yeah, this is a sequel. Am I going to I mean, I can, I can tell the story okay. if you want. I mean, so basically we Wait. defeated uh, Gruntilda. Gruntilda. Gruntilda yeah. at the end of the last game. The what evil a good witch. Um, so all the characters have such great names. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, well, well you're going to regret saying that in a second. No, yeah, there's a couple, some of there's these a couple shady I'll, ones. I disagree <laughs> with you, but oh, well, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, be careful. Be careful yeah. but, uh, saying positive things about old games. <laughs> Blanketly positive things. Um, <laughs> so at the at the start of this one, the heroes are kind of all like playing poker, having a good time. They defeat the witch. And uh-huh. then uh, the witch's two sisters drill a hole through like the ground and appear and like break their sister out. Uh, Gruntilda is now just bones only. She's a skeleton. She's a skeleton corpse. witch. Always and a good choice. Just fucking cool. And all three of the witches are kind of like unleashed upon the land. And it's uh, and then they fucking murk. <laughs> the mole right out the gates. They kill bottles. They kill bottles. That's, that's before you even start playing the game. Before you start playing the game, they kill one of the main characters from the first game. Yeah. And I love that about it. That's so it. cool. It's just like, boom, bottles is dead. He's now a ghost for the rest of this game. Which yeah, is great because later you go and meet his family and they want to know where he is. Uh, uh, <laughs> very, very soon into the game, you like go through his house and his kids are like, where's dad? Uh, <laughs> there is this. Yeah, because there is this there's this dry kind of British humor that's in a lot of rare games like the yeah. company rare. Uh that, that kind of exists company. in the underline of this game. It is for kids, but there is sort of a wry sense of humor to a lot of it. And a lot of like it acknowledges that it's a game kind of stuff, too, uh-huh. which which yeah. sometimes is annoying. But I think in Banjo-Kazooie works really yeah, well. I was actually reading that the creators of the of the game wanted to be even more meta. But like the the like executives and stuff like didn't like like as much like fourth wall breaking and stuff like that. I think they have the perfect amount. So that was yeah. probably a time where executives. Oh, made the right siding call. with the executive. I know. Here. Okay. Uh, Noted. Mm-hmm. Looks like someone loves now. a giant internet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so this game is weird uh, for me to talk about just because my exposure to this game was not playing it as a kid. I absolutely missed it as a child. I only played it when I started writing about game design in college. Um, so you came in at it at the perspective of a scholar. <laughs> yeah, sure. Insofar as anyone's ever called me that. Um, <laughs> I want to def- hear how you thought about that. Yeah, I, I was. Yeah, well, yeah. it's really, really cool. It's really, it's really. <laughs> That's polite. That's polite. Talk more. <laughs> it's, you it's, continue. It's really cool because the game does, like you said, it's kind of an open world game in the sense that it's the game is designed to have each level has like six or seven like playgrounds basically where like you can just test out different things and learn different mechanics and you go to the next level which has another six or seven playgrounds that sort of tie together mechanics from the one before and it builds and builds and builds that way in a way that is very fun also was 
21 when I started playing this game and could not have found uh, the things being called jiggies any more funny and also any more weirdly <laughs> offensive sounding. I thought it was so funny, but I was also like, this can't, like, this has to be problematic in some way. Yeah, it is one of those. It does set off a lot of alarm bells in your head every single time you collect one of these main currency things that you're searching for. Yeah, it's. They, it's a, I do like it's, the, I like it the, stands like, for jigsaw. Pieces. Yeah, I think it's totally fine and innocuous, and you guys are reading too much. Yeah, into no, it. no, you're 100 right. <laughs> yeah, it just the, has I that, know it, I am. It just has that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it just has that sound. You know what I mean? It just has that weird sound. But it's it's sweet. And yeah, I like yeah. that you use it to like put together an actual jigsaw puzzle, which then becomes its own mini game. Like the game is just so layered and fun in that way that like even as like a 21 year old who's like zero like. I was like, I don't care about like the story that much. I'm like, not that you don't find that amusing. Like it was just so much fucking fun to play. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's just so well built that it's like, no matter who you are, it's a fucking blast to get down with. And here's why it kind of like, we're getting into sort of like the gameplay now of this game. Cause it's a, it's a big platformer and it expanded the world of the Banjo Kazooie levels. Like, and they turned them a little more into kind of like a Metroid style where there are places you can't get in certain levels and you have to get powers in later worlds and come back. And like, it did kind of introduce that, that really, that satisfying feeling of like, of like getting back to an area and finally getting like, that thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, that, that like, I don't think happens in super Mario 64. Like I think every area you can go to in super Mario 64, you can accomplish it. Right. It's like all accomplishable. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, there's and, not a lot of building like new skills or new powers. It's I just like learning like how to be better. Things, I think there's a few things where you have to unlock the the hats and then you can go back to a few previous levels. I could be wrong about that. You know what I'm talking but, about? But though? regardless, like I think this yeah. brought that that mechanic in these like open world games, like in these, to like a 3D platformer level that has been like copied ever since by like, you know, like the Ratchet and Clanks and like mm-hmm. Jack and Daxter and like all this stuff. Like like the next generation is so heavily inspired from these two games. Um, but we want to ask the question we ask every guest how do them sticks feel as in the controls of playing the game oh <laughs> the well, question we love to ask and then explain immediately after <laughs> well he looked very confused i no, i understood what you meant and i was trying to uh, think of my answer because the 64 controller kind of sucks it's a just fucking crime it doesn't make any sense <laughs> it's yeah. like it, it has this useless third part that nobody uses for almost any game i think mm-hmm. yeah me and but, lux um, were at the geneva convention with the controller <laughs> being like look at this do not look away we were just standing there being like put it in the hague and they were like yeah. you don't know what this is or how this works do you and we were yeah. like no but kill the controller i googled it once i googled it once and i built a time machine <laughs> But um, besides that, the controls for the game, I think, are great. They're all it's pretty intuitive and they'd all make sense. There's nothing I can't think of anything where I'm like, oh, this move is like so hard to do. Like, it's yeah, I think it all works. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I like it. What, what I like about this game is there is this sense of a companion that like like other games then copy like like I love like that Jack and Dexter have this like relationship mm-hmm. and, like the Banjo and Kazooie have a relationship as well and that's like why I always like those kind of buddy platformers more than like the Super Mario stuff which I know is like Super Mario probably is a better game overall and like is very inventive but I disagree I appreciate just this like buddy aspect and like that they can combine their powers uh and that's like what made it so fun to like switch to kazooie who like is the bird that lives in your backpack and like kazooie can help you run faster and like boss battles or, or like do and then what Tui like did though was they introduced the split mechanic yeah where you could split them up 
And also we used some co-op that was pretty cool. Some two player, like it was one of the first games that had a platform co-op that wasn't, or it was the first game to like kind of do the platform co-op thing in a cool way. And in a cool way that has since been lost because a lot of platform co-op now is one guy controls the character and one guy controls a useless extra thing. Yeah. Like in Mario, <laughs> like in Mario Odyssey, where it's like you can play as Mario and your friend can be the hat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, hopefully which, they well, hopefully they're fixing that with Gooigi. Yeah. Hopefully. Oh, yeah. That's I am interested. To see Gooigi seems be. like the answer to our prayers. Yeah. Well, Gooigi, I, I, it means a lot to this podcast. Could you <laughs> actually do two player co-op in Banjo-Tooie where one person's Banjo? I don't think you could do that. I, uh, you could, no. I think you could do that in the Xbox one. Oh, uh, maybe in the Xbox potential, one. Maybe in that port they did that. But the multiplayer that I am familiar with is the mini uh, games, the, the, the mini games, games which, which are awesome yeah they're most of them are pretty good then they're like they're a lot of them are like mario party level in terms of just like fun little designs and like um they're not as good as mario party so like you won't play them for hours and hours but it was like a cool little addition in the sequel there was actually uh something that they didn't get finished in time for the sequel but this was like a cool co-op or like two-player like adventure mode thing they were going to do where one person's Banjo and Kazooie and player two gets to be uh, a random enemy and you have to fight the player one. And if you kill them, then you get to play as Banjo and Kazooie and they switch and you get to control the bosses and stuff, too. Mm. So that was like a feature that they were working on for the game that didn't get finished in time. But they were like, it works pretty good. Yeah. Um, um let me let, let me play as bottles dead bottles <laughs> oh that yeah that yeah that that was a weird cool thing uh but yeah like just this the the aesthetic of this game really spoke to me like i loved each level like there's that level that's like the town lake and then you dive into the lake to go oh, down and yeah. fight the fish like all these levels really still stick out to me you know in my memory um and and i and I love the bosses in this game. Like yes. each one is so unique, like has all, like wildly different like things that you need to do mechanic wise. Like and honestly, some of them like as a kid, I had trouble with like oh, were a little sure. difficult. It's a hard game. Uh, one of my favorites I remember is you fight uh, a giant blow up like air balloon like dinosaur blimp guy and you have oh, to yeah. fly around popping the patches on him to like let air out of him. Uh, that one's great. Which what's one of your favorites? I, that was the first one that came to my mind. Yeah. Uh, let's see. There is also like a, the early one was like Old King Cole. Yeah, which is cool because after you beat him, you got to use the train to go to all the different levels. And that's wow. That's this is, other layer, which is like it's like a Dark Souls thing. It's like when it's like for the first time, it's like oh, you don't have to go back to the hub world. Like you, you there's these secret doors that lead to other areas again that encourage you to backtrack and use those old powers and that everything is like more connected than you think. Like that shit is so good. Like, yeah, it's that- <laughs> it's well constructed in the sense of like a like you you don't have to just like jump from spot to spot. Like you can really dig around in an area and it pushes you to like either double down or revisit or rethink stuff, which like then pushes you to think about the mechanics of the game, which are all like really carefully designed. Um, And that shit is so cool. Yeah. I mean, I, it's one of those games too, where I haven't, you know, I, I, I definitely beat it as, as a kid, but I didn't, you know, have time to do a full playthrough for this podcast. But as I'm thinking about it, I'm like, this game. game is, is like, it's a it's just like it's a goddamn like masterpiece in so many ways like I try to find I'm trying to like find the things that are like oh well that's kind of annoying and like maybe there's like a little bit of like frame rate issues sometimes like with bigger areas but it's like they're pushing 
the N64 to like the like way past the limits of what what other games could do on that platform. I mean, it looks great. Like the draw distance in the worlds, the art style, like it's it's pretty much like the peak of what N64 can achieve. And, you know, they they actually tried to push it beyond that because, you know, about the stop and swap feature. I, yes. I, 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 I looked that up and I was like, this is too long to read. It's basically they were going to have like a thing where at certain parts you stop the game, take out the cartridge, put the Banjo-Kazooie cartridge in, and then you can like unlock extra features Whoa. by like using the other game. And it was just like too much for the 64 to handle. So they had to get rid of it. Dang. Yeah, but, that uh, was I was just doing some on pod research and that's what happened with all the co-op stuff. Like they designed a bunch of co-op functions that like yeah. the N64 couldn't do. It also didn't make it into the Xbox thing. I think what I'm thinking of is there was footage of like test things that I saw, but the the real game never was able to get like real co-op in there uh-huh. because it just pushed the limits. They just pushed the limits too far. It was too ambitious of a game and it's still like, but it's killed it. Yeah. And, and, and like, but like, like they, they like, they, like they didn't overextend. They just cut stuff like, yeah. which is like the smart way to go about doing that thing. But like, it also like this game just hits everything you want out of a sequel. Like you get to play as mumbo jumbo. Yeah. Uh, like, that like, was like so cool. basically like a good sequel, like extends the cast out. Like for instance, like crash bandicoot, you can only really play as crash. I believe in the first game, mm-hmm. but the boom crash Two, you can play as Coco. You get to ride on the tiger. Like they get to really expand, like who you get to play as in the cast. And this game does that too. Like you get to go on platforms and like mumbo jumbo is the, is like the weird bone shaman character. Uh, and my favorite about him is like, he kind of sucks to play, but like the whole point of him is like, he unlocks set pieces in the levels. Like you have to get him to certain platforms forms and then he like summons stuff he lets you uh breathe underwater in that the one where you where you're talking about earlier yeah. jolly rogers lagoon jolly rogers so, lagoon. Yeah, yeah you need him to unlock it's it's a cool feature uh-huh especially upgrading him from what he did in the previous game they gave his like old job to a new problematic character <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, like <laughs> yeah what's, which one is that <laughs> which would be uh what wumba jumba is like the, the uh, native uh, american Oh, like, right, right, right. Yeah, no, humble, like, wa- humble Wumba. Humble, humble Wumba. Wumba. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, they all, um, they, all, they all talk like this. <laughs> that's <laughs> true. So, I mean, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, yeah it's actually word. weird to me that the game tags that Humble Wumba's Native American. <laughs> <laughs> right, just to let you know. It's like, you don't have to. You can just be Humble Wumba. She talks weird as a little shaman person. You don't have to complicate this. We did yeah. uh, we did twenty three and me tests before all this. <laughs> uh, what's it called? Um, and th- like, but I wanted to just go back to the, I guess like what what could have been sort of what what should have broken the game, but only made it better was the split up feature. This feature mm-hmm. where all of a sudden you you were banjo or kazoo, and you like for the first time you got to see banjo bare backed. You know, just the just nothing on him. Just a loose bear running around. Wasn't uh, he? He was still wearing his backpack. Oh, maybe that's just my mind. Because he uses it as a weapon. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah. But then, like, and then Duh. Kazooie could like fly around, and it was like, I feel like, uh, like some games that would have like kind of like broken the just like the logic of the world and like how the platforming works but like they just like continue to just like add more secrets and ways to like make that useful and fun. Well, right. Well, they did it in a way where it was like. It didn't feel like splitting up took got rid of each of their capabilities that they have together. It felt like it opened up the possibilities of new things yeah. that they had to do on their own. They couldn't do together. Yeah, they which had made new it abilities. really exciting and fun and interesting. 
as opposed to in other games where like when you split up, like where splitting up is just like a weird choice option you have in the game or something like that, where like you don't get new shit. You just are like, it's me with less stuff by myself over here now. And it's like, Bleh. right. But in this yeah. game it was like, I'm banjo and I can do all this news kind of stuff. Cause I don't have this backpack with a bird in it on me or whatever. Sure. And, and I think that, that, that opens up a whole like expanding the characters and stuff. Cause bottles who taught you moves in the first game is dead now, but now you meet <laughs> his brother and it's like, what moves are you, is he going to teach you? Cause like, you know, we've already used up the move set and splitting them up gives you so much more new moves to learn, which is like fun. It's almost as if, yeah. bottles dying was the best thing that ever happened to us <laughs> it almost is like that you know out of I'd all kill the things again. that ever yeah. happened to us i, I gotta say bottles dying probably number one <laughs> well just my preference is him dead but that's just me that's uh, classic griffin it brought us jim jars or jam jims yeah whatever his brother's name is mm-hmm. uh but yeah just and just like uh, like bef- before before we go to a commercial break just the aesthetic and like animation the the villains the boss battles like it all just had such a specific vision and flavor that you just kind of like you like feel immediately when you play it well this is an oh and boy you've heard me complain about this on the show before but i'll do it again like this was made back in the day where graphics weren't good enough that you could just be like our look is best possible graphics it was like games had to have a coherent top to bottom look to really work yes now a lot of games are just like our aesthetic is the most details and that's it <laughs> and it's like that shit sucks so bad and i love right. games that like have a full aesthetic and banjo kazooie and banjo tooie both like really give you that in a really cool interesting way that looks different from other games which obviously draws inspirations from other stuff and has like its own coherent look and is extremely not like some like mega generic like hyper detailed realism game and it's very uh-huh. it's much much better I agree with you, and I love that take. Okay, thanks, All right, man. Well, I appreciate that. You might make it out of this alive. Who likes my take? Because <laughs> um, God uh, knows, Griffin has never once. I wish people would start making games that looked bad again, just to get back to that root of making them. Dude, look there kind pleasing. of are. Yeah, yeah kind put, of are. Yeah, right. Yeah, put that sentiment in white font on a red hat. Okay, uh, let's go to a commercial break. <laughs> oh, Griffin. I just don't know what to do. I keep trying to keep track of other mutants and telepathic power users all across the country, and there's no way to do it. I've been having the same issue. They don't write. They don't call. I FaceTime them. They say they're busy. But then I see them post Instagram stories. It's unclear who's who on social media. Uh, It's like sometimes they're trying to kill the president. Sometimes they're lifting up baseball stadiums. Yeah. And it's not like I want to track them and put them anywhere bad or anything. I just want to know who they are and also maybe talk to them about stuff. Me personally, I do want to contain them. So so I guess that's why they're not writing to me. <laughs> yeah, maybe you shouldn't have a way to talk to them. But I'm like a more sympathetic guy and I really need one. And I don't know what to do. Well, that's incredible because we have a new sponsor today. I'd like to, I'd like to introduce you to uh, the Cerebro salesman, uh, Andy Kay. Hi, happy to be here. Hi. I am selling Cerebros. Yeah, and now, now normally when I think of Cerebro, I think uh, expensive. I think uh, a mansion. I think... I think huge yeah, room. I, I think huge room. Now, how can how can kind of the everyman have a Cerebro? Well, now it's just an app. Wow. So you plug in your AirPods, 
And you can, so you have to have AirPods. You have to have AirPods or just work. Disqualified again. Uh, yeah, sorry. But, but we're this also classes system. <laughs> but you don't have to have like legit like Apple AirPods. You can get like the cheap off-brand ones that are too big and like kind of hurt your ear. But now everyone, we're talking. But everyone will know they're not AirPods. Right, and uh, you know you, you'll kind of look like a piece of shit poser, but you know you'll you'll be able to. Read minds of mutants. Okay, so. we're not trying to sell AirPods today. We're trying to sell Cerebro. Yeah, you're right. So you need. Yeah, yeah. Everybody, focus. Okay, look. You just need them. It doesn't matter if they're good or not. But your app is really gonna. It's gonna go in there and it's gonna send that out. You don't need a big mansion anymore. Oh. You don't even need a home. Whoa. You can you can live in your car like me. Incredible. And own nothing except a phone like me. Amazing. And AirPods. Wow, this is truly a renaissance in tracking and hunting mutants. Go to Cerebro.com and use the promo code AirPods to get a discount today. Uh, yeah, tracking mutants is no longer for the one percent. <laughs> oh, Bernie Sanders is here. What a weird <laughs> twist. Anyways, we got to get back to the show. Hey there, Internet. Welcome back to the Game Boys podcast. My name is Deluxe. Your host is still Griffin Davis. Your guest is still Andy Kay. And we are still talking about Banjo-Tooie. But this is the part of the show where we rate that game, boys, girls, and friends beyond the binary. This is when we go around a little circle and we give our final thoughts and then a rating on a scale from one to five joysticks, determining how good the game is, one being the worst, five being the best. And Andy, you are our guest. So common courtesy dictates you go first. Take it away. Final thoughts. Thank and then you. your rating. I okay, yeah. I'm just reinforcing at <laughs> this point because I'm, we never get it. We always uh, yeah, get it. No, we don't. Do you listen to the show? <laughs> yes. Okay. We'll we'll uh, revisit I'm this just all so, there. <laughs> I'm so bummed because I just still want to talk about the game more because there's so much we didn't even get to talk about. Mm. Um, but then we all got canceled, and now we have to go. Then we all get canceled. We have to go. Uh, final thoughts. Just it's a beautiful game. It holds a special place in my heart. I'll love it forever. I'm excited. Banjo and Kazooie are going to be DLC characters for Smash. Oh, um, yeah, we didn't get into that. That's something I want to talk yeah. about. Yeah, and there's other stuff to talk about, too, about the game itself. But, you know, five out of five, it's a perfect game, and I love it. All right. Uh, Lux? Um, I love oh, it a, a incredible, lot. Incredible, bold score. I think it's a really good game that I'm very into. Um, I think my main complaint uh -oh. about it is just that it doesn't quite, like, I don't know. It doesn't quite have, like, the story juice that I wish that it had for me. It, like. <laughs> Once I get in, once I get into a level, I'm like in it like a motherfucker. It just takes me a second to get there because I'm just not like taken with that story in the same way. Um, so I'll give it a four, a four point five out of five. I really like this game. I think it's really good. I'm super stoked to see what playing with them in Smash is like. Um, can't wait for that Fighter Pass DLC to drop. Um, but that's yeah, that's me. I think four and a half out of five is, is where I'm at. Wow. Um, man. Uh, it's just thinking about this game it's like i want to go play it right now it's it's great it it really set the standard for so many games to come i love the buddy aspect to a, a platformer game i love all the new things it hits it needs it does everything a sequel needs to do expand the world make more playable characters have more modes and abilities um and just turn everything up to 11 and for that, I'm giving it my very, very rare five out of five joysticks. Oh, now rating, I feel like an asshole. Preventing it from being a perfect game, but that's okay. 
We got close. I believe what I believe. That's it's not quite perfect. It's very, very, yep. very good. How often do you get perfect games? Because the only ever there well, was like, like seventy-five episodes, and we have like three. Yeah, perfect it's pretty games. rare. Oh, wow. Okay. Cool. So this four. got really close. This got yeah. so close. Well, it was an excellent, excellent. If, if it isn't clear, Griffin and I have sort of different taste in games, so the games that we both think are five out of fives are exceedingly difficult Crazy. to find. Yeah, uh, and also just like really, you two agreed on that one. Yeah. Is it like Halo? One of them? Yeah, Halo is one of them. Um, yeah, uh, it, it's a, yeah. Like right now, Katamari right, Damacy. Right now I think it's Halo, Katamari oh. Damacy, and the third one was. Uh, I'm trying to remember all the times I stand up. Haley knows because <laughs> Haley has the record. So Haley, if you want to do a we voice, we should know. If you uh, want to do a voice drop in here where you tell us why we're dumb and what games aren't right, that please, would be please do optimal. Hey, dum dums. So the ones with perfect scores are Katamari, Halo, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2, and Bubsy 3D. And it's not too late for you to change your score to 5 out of 5. It, I just can't compromise my morals. No, 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 you can't. You have integrity. All right, yeah, you're I'm right, like Griffin. Right. I don't I'm change sorry. my score when people <laughs> yell at me. I, 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 usually, I usually change my score to... to to low, I know I change it a lot. You change it all kinds of ways. You up, down, sideways, whatever. But that's the end of that part, which means we are into everyone's favorite segment, entirely out of segments that tight, ladies and gentlemen, and friends beyond the binary. It's time for the segment segment. This is the part where Griffin and I present our guests with various tiny segments that we have made up, and we play little fun, stupid, idiot games. I love Griffin. This do part. you have a segment in addition to Toxic or Toxic? No. Okay, then it's just me, and that means we're getting into another rousing game of everyone's favorite challenge about analingus. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for another game of Do They Eat Ass? Uh, we are doing the Banjo-Kazooie edition this time around. The answer, the questions are obvious. You guys can decide whether it is through civil conversation or combative conflict, whether or not Banjo-Kazooie and Mumbo-Jumbo do or do not eat ass. Um, we'll go in alphabetical order. So Banjo first. Does Banjo eat ass? Uh, yes, he's a gentleman. <laughs> absolutely you just think he's just like down down for what Andrew does kind of seem down for literally whatever yeah yeah like it's hard to imagine a thing banjo like banjo would both run and liberate a concentration camp because he'd do anything <laughs> well that is uh <laughs> i was trying to think of the two most opposite things i could think of and that's just what popped right into my head yeah yeah i would use that in your daily life i've been doing social justice <laughs> stuff you Sorry, start bud. using that expression <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I'm using uh, that all the time. Okay, next. Hey, uh, hey, I know that you're the Jewish person here, but I'm more like the uh, Megan McCain, uh, and I'm telling you how you should feel. Yeah, yeah, that, wow, that is a lot like Megan McCain, and just like Megan McCain, totally wrong. Anyways, <laughs> next thing, um, Kazooie, does Kazooie eat ass? I don't mean to jump the gun, but I think all of these characters eat ass. <laughs> okay, so what is it? Okay, that's fine. I'm into it. Then what is it about the Banjo Kazooie slash Tui world that makes you that makes them all down down to get down to get dirty? I I met all of these characters that you named. I don't know if everybody every character in the game would eat ass, but I think most of them probably would, no, and I, yeah. I, I don't really know why. It just seems right. Just like, well, I think most people should eat ass. I, I think these characters have a have sort of a carefree aesthetic mm-hmm. and sort of a, a like a loving aesthetic and sort of like a chill vibes aesthetic so where like even when there's like villains it's like everyone kind of like gets it still right the game mm-hmm. definitely does have like a chill island vibe right. always you know like even when there's bad things happening it's like oh man like well okay it doesn't feel like <laughs> a world with a goes lot of, on yeah <laughs> it doesn't feel like a world with a lot of inhibitions or taboo yeah, yeah. i think so. that's, that's probably right well 
That does it for another round of Do They Eat Ass? It turns out they all do and everyone else does too. What a that was wonderful. Our first, yeah, that was our first check all boxes. Yeah, that was awesome. I like that. Um, and that is also, now that the segment's over, brings us to the end of our show. Andy, you've been a super fucking rad guest, and I'm sure people are going to want to find more of you and hear more from you. So, where and how can they do that? Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at yes, this is Andy K. Or you can go to my website, which is uh, andyk.com, was not available, so I got this instead.com. Uh, I also perf- uh, write and perform with Gutter uh, <laughs> at the Pack Theater, uh, third Wednesdays of every month, except this one. It's going to be fourth. What a twist. And I got a show called This is the News with yeah. Griffin. Sort Davis. of a tour de force thing happening soon uh a phrase you know what it means <laughs> love, to, love to hear phrases used correctly um that's my thing griffin what about you where can people get more griffin content aside from this news thing wait uh, wait wait what, what is the news harder. thing you know, plug your shit what is this thing you guys are doing we're doing a show uh that really takes down the news uh we're taking it we're taking the news off its perch People are saying Bring that it's it better than Trevor point. Noah's show. Yeah, people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So we're we're not tri- me, but we're, people we're, are we're tripping it. over sure. that low bar uh, and we're face planning. Uh, so it's going to be a great show. There's a lot of uh, uh, incredible performers, uh, far better than me. Uh, Lauren Burwell. Lauren she's Burwell. Very, she's very funny. Uh, who else we got on the show? We got Kevin Noonan. Kevin Noonan. Oh hell yeah, Kevin's great. We've got a former guest of this podcast, Bennington Grant. Oh wow, Whoa. that's gonna get that's gonna get toxic. Uh, oh yeah, ben- Bennington's in the mix. I'm sure he'll have so lots to say about four things. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I just good. watched his video yesterday, and uh, is it about Fortnite? It's not about Fortnite. It's he's the sports uh, sports uh, announcer. For oh this god, show. I don't Remember? even want to know. Uh, I I, yeah. I just want to experience it organically live when I'm on stage. There's, uh, <laughs> there's legit so many people in the show. I don't even have time to name. There's like over thirty. Good, people. good, good. And that's Hell the way yeah. to do it. That's the way to do it. Yeah. Um, moving on. Uh, yeah, so we're doing that show, uh, and then uh, it's, you know, uh, Game Boys Pod or Griffin P Davis on Insta and Twitter. Um, yeah, and you can find me at ML Surfboard. You can find videos at Wisecrack or Not Even a Show or. Uh, the Party World Wrestling on YouTube and Facebook. Also, speaking of Party World Wrestling and video games, um, we're doing a contest to make the weirdest possible Party World Wrestling wrestler on internet games. Um, so, if you want to make an internet, like make a digital wrestler in literally any wrestling game ever and send it to us and see if we want to use it for real life and turn one of our people into that wrestler, you can send it to uh great question party world wrestling at gmail.com uh with links to your shit and we will look at it and on our twitch stream on friday july 19th we're gonna go through all of them and make our choices um i say we i'm not sure if i'm gonna be there or not but a bunch of us will be um so do that um write reviews uh we had the same problem as last week where we got one more new rating we didn't write a review which i guess i don't know what is so fucking daunting about putting some goddamn words in the box um, I'm getting very adversarial with our reboot. Lux, the problem is, is that no one listens this far into the show. Why would you? Uh, but they leave so, fucking ratings. Because they're just good people, but they don't know that we need the word. So why don't you say this at the top of the show where people actually listen? Okay, we'll try that next time. You want, you want to say one more thing? Yeah. So, uh, and just go. And it's going I, I realized we didn't say uh, we told you about the show, but we didn't say when it was or anything. That's or any important. Get information. Uh, you can follow at this is the new show on Instagram. And the show is July 11th at 1130 p.m. in the Pack Theater in Hollywood. Hell yeah. Well, 
Now I get to do the end thing, whereas we are done here. That is the end of the show. My name is Lux. I'm your host, your host, Griffin Davis. Your guest is Andy Kay. Your editor and producer is Haley Clement. Your international music is by Matthew Morton. Your art is by Brittany Metz. Goodbye, Internet. We love you very much. Banjo Tooie!